You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Formerly Bulletproof Radio. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Today, as I promised, I'm going to tell you what you're going to learn before you learn it so you decide that this episode is worth your time. We're going to talk about new research that shows you the most effective cardio workouts. And I'm going to tell you to do it in 15 minutes a week and get pretty interesting results better than you'd get from, say, two hours a week. And we're going to talk about one of the the newest innovations here. It's called the Carol Bike 2.0, which has a bunch of AI-derived features that allow you to do this. And they are sponsoring this podcast episode. And I appreciate that because Carol's doing research that kind of goes against the grain. All of the big fitness industry, all of the exercise industry is like, do it more, do it more, do it more. And that's actually not how it's supposed to be. Even Netflix, watch it more, watch it more, watch it more. Netflix has told us that their biggest competitor is sleep. Literally, they believe sleep, your sleep is a competitor to them. And when we flip the script and say, what if you could watch one minute of Netflix and get all of the enjoyment and all of the knowledge you would have gotten from six hours of Netflix? Isn't that in your best interests? So what biohacking is about is doing what works best for you. And I think with the Carol Bike, you're going to realize, wow, I'm going to think differently and I'm going to be a little bit selfish and say, well, can I do less of that? Because I actually didn't want to spend all of my life in the gym, even if the gym companies wanted you to spend all of your life there. So that's how to think. Carol's thinking about your time as being the most valuable thing. Oh, and doing a better job of fitness than the other guys who are wasting your time anyway. Our guest is returning today to talk about brand new research that just came out about cardiovascular fitness. His name is Ulrich Demflo. Ulrich, you co-founded Carol, and you've talked about it on the show before, but not every listener heard the last thing. And you talked about something called Rehit. Can you walk me through what Rehit is just so we're all grounded? Yeah, sure, sure. So Rehit is short for Reduced Exertion high-intensity interval training. And it was basically developed by scientists looking for the shortest, most effective, and most accessible way to exercise. I'm committed to doing everything in my power to age backwards. And one of the big things I do is cryotherapy. Brief, intense cold exposure increases collagen production and it blocks the inflammatory enzymes and the hormones that break down the collagen you already have. Cold exposure increases your production of antioxidants like glutathione and SOD, and it also causes you to burn extra calories. And when you can experience cryotherapy inside a full body chamber, you get the benefits of cold therapy on the vagus nerve, which can give you endorphin and dopamine rush you don't experience if you're chilling your whole body except for your head. CryoBuild's whole body cryotherapy systems are trusted by professional sports organizations and athletes in every major league, including NFL, NBA, NHL, and Major League Baseball. So if you want to look better, feel better, recover faster, sleep deeper, try cryotherapy and make it a part of your regular regime. You can find CryoBuild's professional level, 100% USA made and manufactured systems in more than 200 locations around the country. 
To learn more, go to cryobuilt.com slash Dave. That's C-R-Y-O-B-U-I-L-T dot com slash Dave. So REHIT is short for Reduced Exertion High Intensity Interval Training. And it was basically developed by scientists looking for the shortest, most effective, and most accessible way to exercise. And like proper scientific research proved that rehit is the fastest way to get fit. Um, and basically it gives us workouts that fit into, into any schedule. In rehit, you just do um, a small number of very short, but very high intensity sprints. So all you need to do is two 20 second sprints as part of a five minute workout. And you do that three times a week, 15 minutes a week, and have all your cardio, and, and it's scientifically proven to be the most effective cardio workout. Gee, five minutes, three times a week. I'm pretty sure that even the laziest person listening to this podcast could do that. Oh, by the way, that's me. Just to be really clear, laziness is a moral virtue. And whatever church or whatever factory boss tried to make that in our society to tell you that laziness was something to be ashamed of, they were wrong. Because the, the bottom line here is Mother Nature wants us to be lazy. It is built into our bones to not do things that waste food. And every time you do something, that's, that's why we have a resistance to exercising. And what you're doing with Carol that I really like is you're saying, well, let's just honor the fact that you don't really want to exercise that much. You just wanted the results. We're willing to exercise to get the results, but we don't want to. So I can do five minutes. I, I really can. And I don't have to sweat during the five minutes, do I? That's right. And it's also really important to understand that even if you do work out for an hour or longer, you, you don't get fitter you don't get stronger while you're working out. You get fitter and stronger in the recovery periods between mm -hmm. the workout. So what you want to achieve is you just have to give the body a stimulus to um, basically trigger that adaptation. And rehit can produce the most potent, the most powerful stimulus with just two 20-second sprints. And you're done in five minutes, and it's scientifically proven to be the most effective cardio workout. Well, there you go. And I believe so much in this that we've got a special custom version of Carol in all of the upgrade labs. It's different than what you you get if you're doing uh, if you're doing Carol at home, uh, and it's integrated with our whole data system, which I'm really grateful for our partnership on that. But I I want everyone listening to the show, seriously, all your life, you have believed the simple thing that our monkey brains believe. Our brains are also lazy. So we like to just make basic rules. And one of the things that we believe, and certainly I've believed, is that more is better. If something is good, more better. And it's so easy to believe that it takes almost no thinking. And thinking also takes electricity. So we don't want to think and we don't want to exercise because our lazy biology, our cells are like, don't waste electricity. Could we just take a shortcut? Well, the more better shortcut led me to be a vegan. 
And when I started getting sick from it, I became even more vegan, more devout mm-hmm. because I, I thought something worked. I thought it worked better. Then you get into the world of keto. I thought, well, okay, if keto is good, I'm going to do three months of only meat and ruined my sleep quality and gave myself some autoimmune issues because I gave myself leaky gut because I went a little too long before I cycled, right? So I've learned this value of temperance. And I've also learned the value of laziness, which says more is not always better. And it turns out with cardio, literally sitting there and riding really hard, like I used to as a road biker, it it doesn't get you the results. It it just gives you endorphins though, right? Exactly. Exactly. And that's, that's yeah. how we've arrived at it and how our scientific partners arrived at it. We, we thought it about it really from uh, a perspective of what stops people doing exercise. And, um, you know, most people don't exercise enough. In fact, 95% of, of Americans don't exercise enough. And if you ask them what stops them from doing it, it's not lack of endorphins, it's lack of time. So um, the, the thought process was, if, well, if that's the key barrier, how can we overcome that? And um, so there we've we've really gone backwards and, and tried to undo this more is better and just looked how little is enough. And, and it's really, it's been successively, you know, like titrated down. What's the minimum amount that you can get away with to get the results. And for the vast majority of people, it is just two 20 second sprints packaged in a five minute workout. And then if you do, more sprints or longer sprints, there's, there's just not additional benefit. It's, it's literally like flipping a light switch. The light is on the first time. You don't have to press like long and hard. It's just, you, you need that stimulus. And then during the recovery, you get fitter and stronger. You don't have to like keep pressing the button. That's just doesn't help. Almost not always better. It doesn't help. And, and I'm guilty of this, and, and I'm hearing it with you as well. I, I say this all the time. Oh, only 8% of people exercise the amount the U.S. government recommends. And we all say, oh, but people don't exercise enough. But it turns out the reality is that people are exercising too much. They're just doing a crappy job of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sadly, the recommendations um, recommend a certain amount and are very old school in a way. And there's the the research is just way further than than the recommendations and the guidelines. So what we're seeing is exactly one of the big dreams for me that the reason quantified self was so interesting as a movement, this is going back, geez, 12 years now when a bunch of nerds got together and said, let's start measuring the signals coming off of our body. And the original vision of quantified self was sort of like, well, let's just get the data. It's so interesting. And then the biohacking movement was, so let's do something with the data to create a change in the body. And last year when I talked to you, you had taken a bunch of data from humans and said, all right, um, we've got the workout down to eight minutes and 40 seconds. And before that, it was 12. And now it's down to five minutes. How, how low are we going to get it? Mm. So I think the two twenty seconds are pretty much the least 
you can do that we know of now. Maybe it gets lower, but I don't actually think um, reducing it to two times 15 or so would get more benefits. The, the other, so, you know, effectiveness is one side of it. Hmm? Like what, what are the health and fitness benefits you get out of doing it? The, the other angle is also how you feel and how the workout makes you feel and how likely you are to do it. So um, I should kind of almost like as a little, um, you know, disclaimer, the two 20 second sprints are not easy. You go to maximum intensity and it's quite hard. Yeah. And once you've tried it, once you will understand why it's effective and why it works, because you go, um, you push your body to your limits. And so uh, two 20 second sprints for some, like most of our users have fabulous adherence rates. Uh, so for our new customers, we, we track their, their adherence. We're really happy with them. But for some, two 20-second sprints might be too long. So we've also included two 15-second sprints, which um, is, you know, you, you, you do get slightly less benefit, but it might make it just more achievable and more doable for some. And so, so that's a... Um, exciting area of research is kind of the the combination of sprint duration sprint intensity and recovery to to really um, get the optimal emotional response as well so um, there's for example research out um, on a new workout that has 10 six second sprints so overall, a little bit longer, 60 seconds instead of 40 seconds hard work. But those shorter sprints for some are just that little bit more doable that they can actually stick to it and adhere to it. And that's, that's really, that's, adherence is king. Like the, the, you know, the best workout is nothing if you don't do it. Um, I, I am really impressed with where research is going. Uh, and the Carol bike is it's kind of a platform where over time you'll be able to get tighter and tighter on this. Uh, and certainly that that's what we're doing with Upgrade Labs and why I selected Carol um, as our partner there because we can customize working with you uh, to continue to get more benefits. Um, I... I don't know where the the bottom line is. It may be that someone's going to discover based on this huge data set that we're gathering about our species. Well, it, it could be that you need 13 three-second workouts over the course of 94 seconds. I, I have no idea. But we're going to get down there. And what I fervently believe is that it's not going to be the same for everyone. So I'm a six four wall of muscle. At least that's what I like to tell myself. And I probably have a different number than someone else yeah. who yeah. might weigh half what I weigh. Also, maybe I'm tired because I just got back from Peru. And so my number is different today than tomorrow. So my dream and the one I'm working on is to be able to integrate all of this so we know who are you? What do you need today? What's the ideal stimulus? 
And so it's that combination of all the different biohacks that you can do. And I think this is the most effective and efficient cardiovascular thing out there right now, uh, which is, I'm super excited about it. It's something that, well, you can't put in your suitcase yet, but it's something you can have at home or something you can do as part of uh, an Upgrade Labs experience where you're doing multiple things at the same time. So I'm I'm stoked on it. And uh, you're saying over time, we might get to less than five minutes. Yeah. Or, and so that's one thing. Yeah. And if time is, I mean, many people, I hope value that time and will appreciate that because you, you can save just a ton of time with it. And then the other thing is, is kind of making it as nice and as pleasant as possible so that you are able to do it. So the, the personalization and optimization that we've driven so far was just minimum time for maximum benefit. And, but we, we have data, you know, from hundreds of thousands of workouts. And if you, if you think like a scientific study, they would have 20, 30 subjects. They would do it for over six to eight weeks. So they get hundreds of rides. We have like a, a, a huge multiple of that that allows us to, you know, push the envelope further and make the bike better and better. And because the bikes are all connected, um, you know, we whenever there is new insight and new research out, we can build that into our algorithms. We can build that into our platform and your Carol bike will only get better over time. That is ridiculously cool. I'm looking at the comments from the Upgrade Collective, my mentorship group, and wow, a lot of them already have a Carol bike and they're talking about all the things that they do with it. And uh, the the benefits are, are real. A couple of people are asking though, do you need to warm up before you do this? A couple of people are asking though, do you need to warm up before you do this? You, you don't actually. No, I don't. The, the warm-up is something, so in, in that five minutes, we've allowed for a 20-second warm-up, um, but that's, you know, it's just getting into position. The warm-up really doesn't um, do much. It's, it's the two 20-second sprints that create the stimulus. And then what is actually uh, something that we don't want to skimp on and, and probably wouldn't reduce is the cool-down. So there's three minutes cool-down at the end, just to kind of normalize afterwards. So you go all out and then you allow yourself three minutes to just cool down again, blood pressure comes down and so on. Um, that we wouldn't shorten. But it's, it's really the two 20-second sprints. That's, that's what creates the stimulus and that's what um, makes you then ultimately fitter. What would happen if I did, say, 20 of these 15-second workouts? Wouldn't I get more benefit? Or 20-second workouts, whatever. If, if I did a lot more, am I or even three instead no. of two? So that's that's been quite comprehensively shown that no, you wouldn't. It's it's really doing more is optional. If you enjoy it, if you get the endorphins, you can, but you don't you don't get additional benefit from it. Um, wow. So that's it's it just that's not how how this particular exercise works. And I mean, you, we, we, our recommendation is to do it three times a week. Um, and that's been shown to, to work. Even two times per week has been shown to work. Um, 
for, for the fitness benefits in, especially. Um, if you'd like to do it more, you can, but you really don't have to. There's no good reason other than I really enjoy doing it. Um, yeah, no. So uh, the thing about exercise uh, that's, I, I think, quite important to, to understand, it's, it's not like a one-off that you do and then you're fit. Um, exercise, like, I, I think of it very much like diet or nutrition. Um, like you can build and can make a massive amount um, of positive change in a surprisingly short amount of time. So in six to eight weeks, you can feel completely different. But if you don't stick to it, you will lose it again as fast as you gained it. That's, in about six weeks. Yeah, that's an inconvenient truth about exercise. And that tells yep. you that you need um, a plan. You need to have something that you can stick to that, that fits into your life. That's not just because it's got a great soundtrack um, and, and maybe an inspiring, um, you know, uh, a person yelling at you. Um, it needs to fit into your everyday life. And, and we found, well, with five minutes, three times a week, scientifically proven, that is something that people can adhere to. And it is basically a long-term plan and something that you can stick to. And, and Ulrich, I have to admit, going back uh, two, three years, when I first started talking with you guys, I'm like, this is bullshit, right? It, it's the dream, but I don't think it's real. And then I interviewed your researcher. I think it was Lance from the University mm -hmm. of Colorado. Uh, and it was like, oh, wow. Like, no, this is serious third-party academic research. And having used it, it absolutely, absolutely works. And the problem is, and some of the upgrade collective we're talking about, so like, but I like the the opiate, the endorphins from exercise. Like, I want to get high; it calms my mind. And for those people, I mean, should they get on their Carol and just keep doing it? Or <laughs> I think um, they 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 can. And um, so Carol will, um, you know, it's it's a fallback option. So some people might not always have time. Like they, they might enjoy the long workouts, but um, you know, you, you go through different phases. You, you might have a busy period. Um, and then this is like your insurance policy. Now, uh, one of the things that I've used over the years to determine whether I've overtrained or just overstressed is um, heart rate variability. When you wake up, if your heart rate variability is low, hey, maybe you need to take it easier. And one thing I know that Carol does is you're looking uh, at heart rate during the exercise. Mm -hmm. Is that what you're using with the algorithm to determine how intense the resistance is? So this is a coming feature. So with our bike 2.0, we we provide a wearable heart rate monitor. And actually everybody on our current bike who uses one of our heart rate monitors, the wearable heart rate monitors, um, we do measure HRV during the warm-up period. And so, and we, we collect the data and analyze that. And this is a feature that will come in the next two, three months to basically use heart rate variability to further kind of micro-personalize and optimize the, the, the workout to you. Um, so yes, if you're, you know, you're, you're not in 
perfect shape or it's not the time of the month for you to to perform at your at your highest level that we make it somewhat easier for you and take it into account so yeah that's uh, something that's coming that's um uh, in the analysis and r&d stage but uh, we're very close to that and that's uh, over the next two to three months will be launched what what's the gold standard you're using to measure effectiveness is it still vo2 max so um, on the Carol bike, we've got our own, um, we call it just a fitness score. Um, and that tracks and mirrors VO2 max. And yes, for fitness benefit, VO2 max is, uh, or, or generally, it's, it's uh, probably just one of the most important health markers and, and predictors of uh, kind of healthy life expectancy and longevity and, and health. That that's around. So VO two max is is the most important metric, really. So, using the current Carol two bike algorithms, people are still getting a twelve percent improvement in VO two max in about eight weeks, right? That's right. Yes. So okay. the in in terms of effectiveness, um, there there's there's no difference between one point and two point It's about flexibility and choice and. Um, Yes, you get, um, and that's that's scientifically proven, twelve percent increase in VO two max in just eight weeks, um, and that, if you if you think about what that means to you, it's it's really a very, very substantial, very noticeable improvement. It's not subtle at all. Um, if you uh, like we all lose about, as we age, about 10% VO2 max per decade. So in essence, in eight weeks, you can dial back your fitness levels by around 10 years. And, and you feel that. So it's very noticeable. You'll, you'll, you'll see the difference. You'll feel the difference. Couldn't you just sprint for 20 seconds and then just rest and then sprint for 20 seconds? Is, does it do the same thing? So, I mean, we, we do get asked the question, um, can't you do it in other ways? And uh, first thing is, uh, like, uh, take it on trust. If it was possible, we wouldn't have spent the last 10 years developing an automated bike that makes rehit kind of as safe and as effective as possible. Um, if you wanted to do it without um, a Carol bike, um, I mean, first, a few don'ts. Like, I, I think it's absolutely impossible to do it on a treadmill, a stepper, an elliptical. Yeah, you can't. All of those things. I, I think it would be uh, really just unsafe. Um, if you wanted to try it on a normal exercise bike, well, that's what we've tried 10 years ago, and we just couldn't get it to work. And then when we asked the scientists why it didn't work, the first thing they said was, well, you need a special bike for it. Um, Bodyweight exercises... Any of those, I think the load is just not fast, is not high enough, and you don't get that increase in load uh, fast enough. Um, sprinting, frankly, I think of all the alternatives that are out there, um, is probably the next best thing. So if you were to, to try to um, do it really on a budget, um, yes, by all means, go out on a sprint track, a gentle jog, and then do two all-out 20-second sprints. Mm, you might get some funny looks and you don't see people in a park very often. 
um, kind of going really all out. And there's obviously a trip hazard, um, and and you, you need to be careful not to fall. I, th I think, especially for people who are um, who are who who might have some mobility issues, who are a bit older, and so on, is, is uh, not to underestimate. Um, but that would be the next best thing in my judgment. You wouldn't have any of the data, you wouldn't have the tracking, but um, by all means, yeah, if, if you're really on a budget, try that, see what yeah. it does to you. And this is one of the chapters in my new book, uh, Smarter, Not Harder. It is, okay, if you're not gonna get a Carol bike, what we know now is the most efficient algorithm is to do that. But one of our upgrade collective members says, yeah, my husband tried that, it's just too hard on the joints. Guys, this mm -hmm. is the kind of running you would do if literally there was a bear chasing you. The all out, I am going to die. Mm -hmm. And what the body will do in an uncontrolled situation like that, even if you're just running in the park, is, I mean, it's, sure, you want to pull a ligament, it doesn't matter. It's got to be really high intensity. And you're dealing with your body weight and relatively high impact uh, when you do that. You're sprinting like you're going to die. And I kind of like the idea of having that intensity level on an exercise mm. bike, which is why I would prefer Carol for that. And an exercise bike is, in terms of safety and, um, how should I say, like like it's it's obviously very high intensity, but then low impact exercise. So it's, it's much more gentle on joints than the vast majority of other exercises that you could do. And if you look at who, I mean, we've got a huge spread of users, um, but many of our users are, you know, in the 40 to 60 range. Um, and in fact, we've got uh, many users who are above that, up to 80. Um, in fact, we have a few that are over 80 um, who can still do high intensity exercise safely on Carol because we have all these but because it's it's a bike and it's kind of hyper personalized to you, we've got a number of safety features, um, and it's certainly, I would think, safer than any alternative. Uh, I I think it's it's the best way to do it, which is why I'm uh, a fan and a supporter, and and why I'm integrating all of the Upgrade Labs tech uh, with your data set, so that we can do all these custom things. And that's a really big uh, investment of just time and energy for me. Mm. So all all in on it. Um, one thing that the Upgrade Collective members are asking, and you may not have any information on this, but I'm I'm curious as well. Um, I've had several episodes, and I'm also in the new book writing about blood flow restriction training. Have you had people try and use blood flow restriction training like the Be Strong bands uh, while they're doing the curl bike? Uh, do you recommend it? Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? Everyone's talking about red light therapy beds, and for good reason. There's a company called ARRC LED that's building an entirely new class of LED devices. ARRC LED beds integrate proprietary scanning technology and frequency protocols to shape the delivery of six different wavelengths in dose-optimized photobiomodulation. Yes, that's a lot of words. What it is, though, is that photobiomodulation improves the underlying energetics of the cells in your body. And those changes can benefit nearly every tissue and organ and system in your body. You change your cells and you change your life. For more information, visit ARRCLED.com. 
You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. Have you had people try and use blood flow restriction training like the Be Strong bands uh, while they're doing the curl bike? Uh, do you recommend it? Is it a good idea? Is it a bad idea? So um, I've, uh, I, I know of some of our users who, who do do that. Um, I've tried it myself. I don't do it regularly, just out of curiosity. But yes, absolutely, you can uh, combine it with blood flow restriction bands. Um, if you if you so wish, it's. I don't think it's a, a standard. I don't think it's, it's something that that many people do. But I, I've heard of it. Yes, and and I know of a few users who who do that. You know, I I'm pretty darn sure that it can replace a forty five thousand dollar system that takes a lot longer to use just by restricting mm-hmm. some blood flow to the limbs, mm-hmm. uh, which is which is really convenient and. A lot of people listening who are from the traditional exercise science, exercise physiology world, they're already standing there frothing at the mouth, swearing, because this isn't what they learned in college, right? And this isn't what supports people coming in for an hour, three times a week to do workout sessions. This is just cardiovascular training. This is not functional movement. This is not muscle training. This is to make the cardiovascular system work right so you have the power to go do the other kinds of exercise. So normally blood flow restriction training is in place so that you build muscle more quickly. So you might restrict the blood flow on your arm and then you're going to do your curls and you're going to get more of a pump and there's a lactic acid change and all those other things. That is not the function of Carol, right? But will it probably help your legs? Probably will. Right. Yeah, and that's that's actually so. This is a um, so we only got the results very recently. Um, so so this is actually a piece of research that um, Professor Lance Dalek in Colorado did. He looked at the strength benefits of rehit and rehit specifically on Carol, and um, found that um, in six weeks and only six weeks, you actually get meaningful increases in, in muscular strength. So like your one rep max uh, in a squat and found that participants like subjects in, in a scientific study there increased their leg strength by 14% in six weeks. So rehit is done at um, you know a muscular load that's also meaningful for strength training. Okay. And I've heard that. So this is... Um, I know that I, many of our users who are in contact with us, they, they understand that cardio is one thing you do for, for exercise and that strength training is also important. Um, but they've told us that they notice, and we, we also see it in their data, of course, um, that, that uh, doing rehit on a Carol bike improves this, your, your lower limb, le, lower limb uh, strength. And, and so um, they can focus on upper body and, um, frankly, skip leg day, um, which, which, is, wow. uh, which is the hardest part for, for, many, for many people who, who like resistance training. So there is, there is a meaningful uh, benefit on strength for your lower body, not for your upper body, of course. Talk to me about burning calories on cardio. What do you think about that? We have a range of different protocols. In our very short, the signature rehit protocol, um, because it's so short, you actually only burn a relatively small amount of calories while you're on the bike. But 
because you go to such high intensity levels, you burn more, like you have a, a, a large amount of afterburn or excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. And in right. fact, you burn two-thirds of the calories from a carol ride after you've gotten off the bike. So there's in the 90 to 180 minutes after the ride. Um, so that's, uh, and, and that even though it's so short, you get a meaningful amount of, um, of calorie consumption um, from doing the workout. So if I do our, our signature workout that leads to a calorie consumption of something like 200, 230 calories, which, which, which is not insignificant. That's like 10% of my, my baseline uh, need. Uh, and then if you if your primary goal is is weight loss, we, we do also have others. We have a, a fat burn series um, that's not quite at... So there you do more sprints um, at um, slightly below maximum intensity. So they're shorter and more of them. Uh, it takes about 15 minutes or up to 30 minutes if you wish. Um, and there you, you really you burn just loads and loads of calories on the bike and also afterwards. Um, and uh, even more important than calories, because calories is always, you know, um, it, it also depends like on nutrition, obviously, vastly, vastly important. Um, but it's been proven to help with actual fat loss. So in the, there was a great study on um, uh, obese women where, where that... Um, a particular fat burn ride has been proven to lead to nine times more fat loss. And that's that's kind of the end point for, for most people that they're after than traditional moderate intensity exercise. Mm -hmm. So one other question. It's kind of different for men and women. And I've interviewed a bunch of women professional athletes. I've written chapters in my fasting book on women. There's There's just different biohacks here. What have you figured out with all the data you have at Carol about women and doing rehit training? So, um, and this is not just our data, but we uh, th this is a hot topic for research. Um, and so, for example, Professor Gibala at McMaster's University, he's he's doing a big year long study, and he's using Carol bikes for that study. Um, to investigate the differences in the male and female response to rehit. Now, that, that study is ongoing. I don't have all the results. We do know that there are differences, but we're, we're still working and there we're, we're partnering also with um, the leading researchers to, to understand what are the differences, what drives the differences, and then what recommendations um, can we give. Uh, what, what, what our users tell us is that um, for, for women, certainly menstrual cycle plays a role and that um, they perform better um, at certain stages of their, of their cycle. Um, and that's, that's a well-known fact. So, so uh, professional athletes, pro athletes, um, time, or many do at least, I don't know whether every single one does, but uh, time, their, their, their monthly cycle, so they're at the right stage. Um, at the mid follicular uh, stage for competition, for competition, so that they're really at their best. Um, 
we 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 don't plan to to track um, our female users' uh, menstrual cycle on the bike, but but what we do know is that HRV is also linked and and driven by the menstrual cycle, and so with having um, with tracking HRV during the warm up um, with a wearable heart rate monitor, and then adjusting the ride accordingly and making it uh, easier or harder and also kind of just taking it into account whether you have a good day or a bad day in our longer term optimization we we basically try to um you know take that into account in a, in, a, in the least um you know uh in in, a, in the easiest possible way and and so just make it easier to perform for our female users. So, so what you're saying is when a woman is menstruating, it will change her heart rate variability and that's enough for you to change the intensity of the bike without having to know exactly when the menstrual cycle is. That's it, that's it. And it will also help you when you're coming back from when you've been on a long haul flight and you, you didn't sleep very well. Um, so it's uh, the, the benefit is there for for men and women, but yeah. but for women it's it's kind of you, you have this monthly um, cycle that that is that's just there, yeah, and that that has a big impact. Well, well, keep in mind too, eighty five percent of women um, have used hormonal birth control that breaks their cycle um, throughout at some point in their life, and a huge number of women are on that, which can affect this quite a bit. Uh, so um, I would say that that, given the preponderance of evidence in my fertility book, my anti-aging books, and like the dozen experts who've said that's not a healthy practice, even if you're doing that, uh, if there are changes in your heart rate variability, they'll be reflected. So the mm. bottom line is you don't have to have any kind of invasive data gathering whatsoever. You're just, hey, what's the state of the system today? And then let's change the intensity up and down, which exactly is that. which is really smart. Okay, what about men? What do you see with testosterone levels and things like that? Uh, every exercise is actually helpful for testosterone levels, but that rehit and hit is more helpful and leads to higher levels of um, testosterone, um, growth hormone, lower levels of cortisol. So therefore, it's, it's just superior. It's a superior type of exercise versus long cardio. Uh, lung cardia reduces growth hormone and testosterone. That might not be the ideal choice for most people. Just saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, you say something that with with biohacking or kind of hacks. Um, you you know, I I do a bunch of stuff where and and take a bunch of stuff where I'm not really sure whether it works, but I'm kind of convinced that you know serious people. Or trustworthy people recommend that it's good, and and I go with it. So I'm quite happy to accept. It. And um, as long as the the effort I have to put in is is low enough, I'm quite happy to do it. Mm-hmm. Carol, um, the basically the response you get, and how noticeable and how clear the benefit is, and also how quickly it uh, it, it 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 you can feel it is actually. I think it's very, very convincing and something that's very easy then to um, to stick to because, um, yes, you do something, you have to do it three times a week, five minutes, 15 minutes in total, but you get uh, not only a scientifically proven 
benefit, but something that you really feel very noticeable yourself that, uh, you know, makes you perform so much better in all sorts of uh, ways in your, in your everyday life because you are just so much fitter. Well, uh, I think that you're putting your, your money where your mouth is, you could say, because uh, you give everyone a 100-day home trial of the Carol Tudodo bike. So you'll send it to them, and if they don't like it for any reason, they just send it back, and mm. that's plenty of time, given that it only takes eight weeks to see this massive improvement. So you know, if it turns into a clothes hanger for you, it should happen in the first eight weeks, and then you send it back. Are you willing to say what your return rate is? Um, it's very low. Otherwise, we couldn't afford it because it's yeah, um, fair point. You're still in business. That, that's we're, one we're, thing. Like the the hundred day um, home trial is is really risk free, so you you don't have to send it back. We collect it, um, okay. and unfortunately, um, with fuel rates at what they are, um, kind of shipping bikes back and forth is very expensive. That's just the the truth yeah. of the matter. So no, they're very low and. Um, the vast majority keep them. If if everybody gave them back, I wouldn't be sitting here. I'd be, uh, I I'd hear be you. So so people people are satisfied. It does work, and I absolutely know that because I've worked on it myself. Mm-hmm. So guys, go to carolbike.com. You can use code Human Upgrade, and they'll give you two years of membership worth about three hundred and sixty bucks. And if it doesn't work, you can call Ulrich and disappoint him with high fuel charges, but I'm just telling you, you can do five minutes three times a week. It's just the smallest possible thing you could do. And after that, you can check off your box that says I'm a good person because I took care of my cardio. You didn't have to take the stairs at work. You didn't have to do all the crap that is on your to-do list for exercise for cardio. It That stuff wasn't real. We just didn't know how to do it. So I'm uh, I'm a huge fan of this and carolbike.com code human upgrade and enjoy. Ulrich, thanks for coming back on the show. Thanks for getting us from 12 minutes down to five minutes. Thank you. You're listening to The Human Upgrade with Dave Asprey. The Human Upgrade, formerly Bulletproof Radio, was created and is hosted by Dave Asprey. The information contained in this podcast is provided for informational purposes only and is not intended for the purposes of diagnosing, treating, curing, or preventing any disease. Before using any products referenced on the podcast, consult with your healthcare provider, carefully read all labels, and heed all directions and cautions that accompany the products. Information found or received through the podcast should not be used in place of a consultation or advice from a healthcare provider. If you suspect you have a medical problem or should you have any healthcare questions, please promptly call or see your healthcare provider. This podcast, including Dave Asprey and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of information contained herein. Opinions of guests are their own, and this podcast does not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests. This podcast does not make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. This podcast may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products or services. Individuals on this podcast may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to herein. This podcast is owned by Bulletproof Media.